Kia ora, and welcome to the New Zealand Property Market Podcast, brought to you by CoreLogic, produced by Agents TV. So I'm here today on the episode for the 24th of February, 2020. My name is Nick Goodall, and I'm joined, as per usual, by Calvin Davidson. Calvin, how are you, mate? Uh, very, very, very good. Yep, how are you? Very good, mate. Good weekend for you? Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, had a uh, busy week of travel last week, so we just hung around, um, caught up with the family, and, and watched some cricket, pretty much, so... Yeah, it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah, nice. Did you get down, get down to the basin? Did actually, yesterday afternoon, got down to the basin, so that was very good, took the kids down there, so good little afternoon, they went and played in the Potokawa trees, so actually let me watch a few few overs and whatnot, so no, it was a good little afternoon, so very happy, and obviously hopefully we wrap things up today, I'll be, I'll be thinking. Yeah, 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 that's, that's the plan, uh, can't take anything for granted, there's been some... Um, you know, surprising results at the basin over the last few years. People hanging on on the last day, that sort of thing. So, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully. I might even make it down. We'll have to wait and see. Anywho, mate, let's get into it for today. So, you know, first thing I think, obviously, we've got to talk about key data from last week. First thing for me is obviously the Rhine's house price index and their data as well. One thing I picked up straight away was the um, strength in Auckland from their house price index data. What else did you pick up from that release? Well, yeah. The, so the strength of of the index is, is is certainly one thing. Prices going up. Uh, they had sales, you know, showing another good good month and a good annual rise again. And days to sell coming down. So it just really just show that the market is is changing and, and starting to tighten. Um, on our numbers, when you add back in private sales, showed that over the three months to January, we had a rise of about 9% year on year. So it's been a pretty solid gain in, in overall national sales volumes. Um, Auckland, yep, strong contributor. Dunedin kind of, well, at face value, pretty weak in terms of sales. But And you might look at that and say, oh, gee, what's going on with demand? But actually, really a big supply, a tight, tightness of supply in Dunedin and lack of listings and, and, and you can't buy what's not for sale so that's holding down sales volumes in Dunedin um, but yeah so just generally a, a good strong set of figures again and we expect much of the same to continue right for the next couple of months at the very least yeah that's right yeah well I, th- I think we're, we're going to get to talk about um, lending volumes coming up but it's just there's a whole bunch of things going on lending volumes are rising the market turning you know confidence rising so yeah I'd, I'd be um, I'd be looking for, for more of the same Totally agree. So um, from our perspective, of course, your usual weekly market pulse. Last week you talked about investment yields and capital growth around the country. What was the sort of main outtakes from that? Well, yeah, just just strength. A lot of areas showing really, really strong returns. Um, Clutha, Gisborne, and a couple of other areas. You know, you're certainly looking at figures up over 30% in terms of total returns uh, on an annual basis. So Gee, that's, that's high. So that's combination of, of capital growth and yield. Now, in those markets that are showing 30% return, uh, most of it's capital growth. You, you know, you might get a yield of four or five. So most of that 30% is, is those capital gains. Um, so just lots of areas of strength. But also, uh, if you just look at yields, you've got areas like the Grey District and Buller that at face value look pretty good. They've got a yield of six, six and a half percent. But um, yeah, that comes with risk. And those, those parts of the country are, aren't as economically uh, solid as other parts, you, you might say. So, um, when you when you come to look at capital gains, the figures are weaker. And I think that just reflects um, some uncertainty about those areas. So, yeah, got to be careful what you look at. But uh, in general, uh, yeah, still still looking pretty attractive for investors. 
Yeah, totally agree. I mean, it's all all about that strength economically. We've been saying for probably the past year now, when you're looking at those smaller regions, make sure you understand the local economic situation. That's what has to be remain strong and be strong to continue to see any growth in the market, whether it is from yield or from the capital growth itself. So I think those numbers sort of back that up, really, when you're seeing areas of that West Coast struggling in the capital growth area, but you're seeing more strength in other parts of the country where you see both parts of it grow. And of course... You know, one, one of the things tied into that is uh, migration internally, but we know last week the net migration figures were out um, into and out of New Zealand. Of course, we touched on it very briefly last week, but now we have the full figures. So what was the story there, mate? Well, more of the same again, really. We've, we've, got, we've still got very strong inflows of people into the country. Uh, some, some signs of turning in terms of departures. They, p- people picking up in, in terms of well, leaving the country, a little bit of a turn there, but mostly we've still got strength. There's still a lot of people wanting to come to New Zealand and that's outweighing uh, the people leaving. And so just supportive for the housing market, you know, this is all adding to housing demand, whether it's going into rental or, or owner occupation, doesn't matter, housing demand is, is strong. So um, yeah, pretty pretty, uh, pretty robust set of figures. For me, I think one thing to, to flag up is that from next month, Stats New Zealand is going to start reporting again on the Australian flows. So that's something that we've been missing for about sort of whatever it is, a year to 18 months now is, is that trans-Tasman position. We know historically that the net position with Australia has been just a really key swing factor for, for overall net migration to New Zealand. So it'd be really great to know again when people leave the country, where they're going and what those flows to Australia actually are. So that'll be one to really keep an eye on from, from next month. Yeah, totally agree. I remember it was a couple of years ago when we were talking about this net migration was still growing, so we're still seeing an increasing number. And big part of that story was, of course, the fact that you know half of that was a net change between New Zealand and Australia. It wasn't the fact we were letting more migrants in; it was less people going to Australia and the like. So the fact we get that picture again is really important, and we'll certainly be interested to see once that data comes out. So yeah, good call on that one, mate. Hey, look, um, okay, Karen. No, I was just going to say the, uh, the the only other thing I was going to add to the to the migration story is is just around, I suppose, just putting the numbers into real context. You know, it's it's already well to say they're strong, but just to say, look, it's we're looking at about forty five thousand on an annual basis, and historically, sometimes that's been negative, uh, and, and tends to run on average at about ten thousand. So we're just looking really, really strong, and and adds to those housing market pressures. Yeah, of course. And I suppose, you know, again, we've got a strong labour market, requires people. Where are you going to get them from? Some of those got to come from overseas. So that is likely to continue for a while. So, yeah, good point. Hey, look, from other stories, I suppose, you know, I can't really ignore the fact that last week we did see this report come out from the UN, so their special reporter. Uh, once again, really, the key thing again, what are we talking about? Affordability. You know, it's happened every week, probably of this year, really, where there's been something come out talking about affordability. And generally, what happens? They suggest something along the lines of a capital gains tax. And in this case, they also spoke about rent freezes as well. And the key call out from them, really interestingly, was that it's a human rights crisis. Now, it's pretty strong terminology, obviously. And I think there's no doubt that recently there has been significant social inequality um, created or increased from the fact that, you know, if you own a house, you've increased your wealth. And if you don't and you're struggling to get on, then you're very much struggling in that side of things. And that's a big call of what was, was talked about in this report and did get a bit of coverage as well. I noticed it was on um, spoken about on Q&A on TVNZ yesterday as well. So certainly lots of coverage going on. You know, but I think the key thing here is that you know, we're not going to expect to see all these things that have happened over the last 30 years to continue to happen for the next 10 or 30 years. Um, but it's also 
hard to see any significant change up ahead either. We don't really expect to see any capital gains tax. So I do find that interesting when we get all this talk about it's what we need, but it's so unlikely given um, the government, current government and of course National not likely to do anything like that either. So it almost seems pointless talking about it. We need to have some more creative and different changes. And of course, supply is a big part of this too, affordable supply. And really, why has this happened? You know, I think the four key things for me, we've been underbuilding for too long a period. There are some tax differences between property and other investments in New Zealand. We're obsessed with property, so we continue to see strong demand, and that is going to happen for, for as long as we know, really, until some massive mindset change happens. And of course, availability of credit. You can borrow large sums of money to get into the property market. And it's these four things, really, when you look at it, that are, con that are contributing to what we've seen over the long period of time and when you look at it are those going to change too differently in the next five ten years of course we don't know that far ahead but in the short term it doesn't look like any of those things are going to change so we're going to continue to see strength in the market but we might not see a doubling of growth like we have in the last 10 years for instance so you know one thing to obviously be, be aware of with with those type of reports and certainly interesting worthwhile bring this sort of discussion to the forefront but again the big question at the end of it is what's actually likely to happen and much like we saw the week before with the Helen Clark Foundation report you know unlikely that some of these suggestions will be taken on board by by either of the major parties and government once we get to that in the end of the year. Yeah yeah I, and the one thing I'd add is is that if you're thinking about say over the last 10 or 20 years capital values have gone up by a large amount but think about some of those drivers that have done that such as a big structural downward move in interest rates, uh, a shift to a lot of households now having two incomes instead of one. Those are big structural factors that have that have driven up house prices. Now, if you think from here on, what's, what's next in terms of those drivers? Well, interest rates can't fall as much as they already have. Um, and we've already had a lot of that shift towards income households so some of those big drivers that have pushed up values over the last 10 or 20 years just can't have the same impact from here on so even though we're reasonably optimistic about the market over a one or two or five year horizon the strength is unlikely to be as much as it has been historically because some of those drivers just can't have the same impact they have had totally agree and the fact that yeah affordability that height of prices now as well, just going to stop it being able to continue at that same rate. So you're right, it's kind of inevitable to be strong and that's why we say it's not going to drop anywhere, drop any further, or drop further at all. Um, but of course we would likely see some sort of form of increase, just not at the same pace we'd seen previously. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hey, look, I was going to um, inter interject here with a little bit of a rant of the week, I suppose, and it, and it does hark back to our, our Ryan's release last week. We really used the Ryan's data quite quite well for us. I think that we have to want to look at it for sales volumes. We do look at the house price index. And the one thing I'm always cautious around is the use of the median sale price. Why is that? Of course, it's because the median sale price only tells you what happens to be selling at any one point in time. So in this case, the median sale price of all properties that sold in January, not looking at the overall value of all properties in that area. And when you look at that over two different periods, so you say the median sale price in January this year compared to median sale price January last year, that change can be affected by just a whole bunch of different properties that happen to be selling over that period, which can be influenced by things like the foreign buyer ban, availability of credit, those, those serviceability tests, a whole range of different things certain markets which might be active, whether that's investors, first home buyers, previously foreign buyers, that can impact the properties that happen to be selling as well as what happens to be listed at the time. And so we're really cautious around looking at the measure of 
change in median sale price between two periods. We really want to focus on the change in the house price index, which Ryan's also have themselves, and also look at the sales volumes and days to sell as our market indicators. So it is a little bit of my word of caution, I suppose. I talk about it in many of my um, commentaries or many of my presentations, but of course now getting this um, avenue out here, I have to have to throw that out there as well to caution anyone from using those as well. Yeah, good call. Agree <laughs> very much. Well, uh, we'll leave that one there then. Um, no doubt every month I'll probably go on about the same thing, but, you know, there we go. Hey, look, um, well, I thought it would be good to have a section for listener questions. We haven't got too much this week. Obviously, we are just getting started, but I did get one on LinkedIn. Um, it was actually off the back of the Ryan's House Price Index data, and the question was, you know, if we see Auckland starting to lift again in growth and starting to intersect with the regions, which we are seeing start to slow down, that typically in the past we're likely to see Auckland go again, if you will, and I suppose I'm going to touch on this briefly to say that, you know, it's kind of talking about the things we've t- spoken about today anyway, where just because it's happened in the past doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go again. And those key constraints for Auckland not likely to go again in terms of growing at the same rate we've seen in the past is unlikely just because we've seen so much growth in the past that that ceiling is getting close to being hit in terms of that average value. So it is my one word of caution that just because we're seeing Auckland lift, I think the Auckland House Price Index from Ryan said 4.4% annual, which is quite strong growth for Auckland considering the recent history. But I do think we're unlikely to see that jump to 10% any time in the future anyway. So certainly one word of caution around that one as well. Yeah, and also just bear in mind the supply situation. You know, look at look at building consents. Well, I mean, they're just off the charts for, for Auckland at the moment. So this stuff is, is coming. We know that kind of 97, 98% of building consents are actually Built. They do reach completion, so the figures are just really, really high, and these things are coming. There's a lot of new builds going into into Auckland, which will also uh, help help cool price growth in, in the years ahead. So we've we've we're quite careful to point out uh, wherever wherever we can that some of that supply is going into infill housing, so it's replacing demolished stock. So the the actual you know, overall stock of property isn't changing as much as, as um, some people might believe, but still a lot of supply and that's going to cool prices. Yeah, no, really good point. I think on that last point, I think, you know, the last time I looked at the numbers, you know, we're looking at 13,500 consents per year in Auckland. Likely that's a net increase of about 10,000 per year, just due to the fact that you've got to demolish one property to build two more or whatever that looks like. So it is it is way way off that 13,000 mark, which, you know, we sort of heard talked about to be that magic number per year for the next 10 years to make up for our deficit. Still very strong numbers, still going in the right direction. And as you say, still going to have some form of holding that, that price growth down because we are going to see that lift in supply. So yeah, great, great point on that one. So then, mate, looking ahead, of course, this this week we've got, um, I think the major, probably the most major release for us would be tracking the Reserve Bank lending figures. Is that right? Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, I've, I've uh, got that on my radar already. It stats out to three o'clock on Thursday. So be looking out for that. But really a couple of things looking for where will the strength continue? We've seen pretty much from, so as soon as the banks eased those serviceability tests in August last year, pretty much instant impact in terms of the lending figures. So come September, a you know, strong bounce for, for investors in particular and owner-occupiers just ticked on as they always have. So we've seen uh, we've seen three or four months of really strong results and so really just looking this Thursday as to whether that's, that's rolled on. Nothing to suggest it won't have. So expecting another strong set of figures. And I guess how things are going in relation to the LVR speed limits. These are you know, a big factor at play in, at the moment in the market. And, and banks, 
despite this pickup in lending flows, still aren't testing those LVR speed limits. So they're managing to get some lending out of the door still at, at um, you know, below those LVR rules. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that goes and whether we start to see some lending tick up towards those speed limits or whether it stays pretty well controlled. So, so yeah, those are the two things. How it's going overall and how's it going relative to those speed limits. Yeah, uh, good call. Wait and see what happens with those ones. So, look, I think that's pretty much going to be us for, t- for today. I think um, one thing I do want to plug is, of course, our monthly video. It looks a bit fresh, shiny and new now. We've got new producers for the monthly video um, this month or this year. And so I've just released the uh, February one. So please go and check that out. You can check that on YouTube or social. It does look pretty fancy. So we're pretty happy with the end result of that one. Pretty good to look at my ugly mug. But, um, you know, we won't worry about that. We'll worry about the content and the look of the uh, productions live more so than, than me myself. Um, but otherwise, mate, I want to say uh, thanks thanks for listening and uh, Calvin thanks for your time again if I can say uh, please subscribe rate review us on whichever podcast player you're using we're trying to add more every every single week it does help us to spread that word and pretty much everything we talk about is also available on our website so head across to the research tab over at corelogic.co.nz and as always we are keen to get a few questions so please get in touch on Twitter or email with any thoughts or questions you've got and I'll put the uh, details in on the on the show notes of the and the other podcast players as well so otherwise uh thanks for listening and talk to you next week catch ya